0: It is another episode of Busy Memoir. It's overdue. There's so many things to do as an entrepreneur, and I'm all the departments. So it's a little late. Jumping right into it because I don't like to waste time. First thing being about personalization. Everyone and their brother wants to know about personalization. I've been asked about it so many times my perspective, how I feel about it, what I think about it. And if you've talked to me about it before, you'll know that I'm super opinionated and I think I'm not alone though. So anyways, let me just take it from the top a little bit and tell you how this got added to my list. So I had a a SaaS platform reach out to me wanting to talk. Long story short, this platform is for personalization and it runs those campaigns for you. So not like a full blown testing tool, Um, and this is really their niche. And so they were asking my thoughts on their tool and different aspects of it. And I just took it all the way up to the kind of fundamental level of my thoughts on it in general. And I don't feel like I have seen a fully built out personalization program, built out at scale, running tons of campaigns, Successfully, they just teams don't organize it well, they don't have tools and processes and systems to keep this organized. And think about it on a small scale personalization campaigns, where you have one set of recommendations for one group of users, another set of recommendations for another segment, so on and so forth. Um, Let's say you have like the product recommendations, or let's say you apply that concept to uh, content recommendations, maybe product and content recommendations. And then there's the other lane of personalization where maybe you're doing like copy and actual pages or different parts of the website. So then if you multiply multiple instances of one or each of those, let's say you have 10 campaigns or 20 or 50 or hundred, if you have five fine that's easy to manage it's easy to keep track of communicate about roll out dev um, you know releases and, and updates and things. but if you have higher than that, especially in the multiple you know tens of, of even hundreds um, that's a mess. I've never seen that done well. And so because of that, I'm not the biggest fan of personalization. Does it increase performance in general? Sure, are there good case studies about it? Sure, but I think it's kind of a salesy thing and come to me when you have a good instance of personalization at scale, and then I'm all ears and I'll wanna talk to you more about it and how we can do it. And certainly if you're newer to testing and you're a low maturity client, Conversations should not start or end anywhere near personalization. In my opinion, it is an advanced topic. It is for more mature programs. Um, you know, sure. Again, if you want to have it at a small scale, run like two or three campaigns, or you're doing like content personalization or product recommendations, fine. Um, but anything beyond that, nope. Just no, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. Uh, not, not really behind it. And so. If anyone has something where you have a good example of a program scaled out with personalization, please come talk to me and please tell me. I'm all ears and I wanna hear all about it. I think most people I've heard have echoed what I'm saying. And so I think if you're the first business or team to crack doing a personalization at scale and having that be um, you know, something that others can replicate, that's going to be huge. Um, yeah, I just, that's my thought on it. And then going back to the conversations I was having with this SaaS platform, they didn't have any good answers either. And I thought for sure they would have something, anything, and they had nothing. They were like, honestly, we don't have anything either. And I was like, oh, then why did you build a whole platform with just this, knowing that this is a massive problem That in my head, you would want to solve before you build an entire platform. I don't know. That's maybe just me, but I've had multiple instances of product conversations like this recently where, I don't know, there's just some big stuff where you're like, i would figure that out before you built a whole thing and a whole business around it. So anyways, uh, again, a little bit shocked. Somehow I keep getting shocked on a regular basis, but it's been that way forever, so Shocked about being shocked, which is stupid. So, uh, anyways, personalization. Hot topic. Not something I have a ton of interest in, kind of being the the first explorer. Or not the first explorer. That's dumb. There's lots of people uh, working on it. But I just, like, there There are other people who, who focus on that. I don't particularly want to focus on it unless I have a client. Um who has reasonable expectations about it but like i don't want to be the one to solve the the big case per se i don't think so anyways that's that moving on to some business topics uh for entrepreneurs or practitioners anyone really in business i have recently found out about growth mentors oh oh my gosh growth mentors and joined it super stoked about it It is a platform where you can not only be a mentor, like what I have signed up to do, but also you can just go and find mentors. It is not that much on a monthly basis. I'm not plugging it like an ad here, just sharing because I think it's awesome and I think it's helpful. So if you're looking for mentors that are awesome, vetted, go to growth mentors, Uh, If you sign up for the growth mentor fee, become a member, then there are a lot of mentors that do sessions for free and don't have an extra cost. Or if they do have a cost, it's very low. Uh, And you can get mentorship on a lot of topics from UX and design to tools to CRO to working from home and mindset coaching. And it is an awesome place to be, I think. And they have a lot of content as well to check out. And so go check it out if you want mentors, but also to those out there who are experts and have been in their field for a while, go check out being a mentor and joining the program because it's it seems very awesome. Uh, and I, from what I understand, you can get deals from it if you are looking for that. Of course, that is not the primary point of it, and there is no soliciting, which I wouldn't want to do because it's there for mentoring. Um, but if you show your chops and someone really likes you, that can turn into them asking more about what you do and what you offer. Um, So maybe a few deals rolling your way as well. Uh, Next, I want to talk about a lead gen service that I've hired called Cleverly. No shame in saying that I've hired one. I'm excited about it. I hope it works. I've never heard anyone use it. I hadn't even really heard of anyone hiring a service like this until, this week or last week, I talked to someone and they said they've tried a couple of these services. Cleverly looked awesome based on the reviews and the videos and the results that they were talking about and their goal is to get me calls and then I, or or conversations, and then I take over um, kind of the messaging and, and try and get calls and deals from there. So hopefully this works. It was not too much per month and it's a three month trial with a 10 day out at the end of the three months, which is totally fair because it takes a while to ramp up this kind of stuff and so I get it. So I'll try and keep you updated on how it goes. Fingers crossed I get a whole bunch of calls here soon. At least a lot of messaging going, that would be awesome. Uh, Gotta have a bunch of strategies to bring in business. Trying a lot of them. Uh, And then I did have an awesome conversation with another entrepreneur this week, where uh, it was last week, where she has her own business. She's been running an agency for about seven years. Um, shout out Magda if you ever listen to this. And she had a lot of amazing advice for me, one of which was um, not to invest in long-form content too much, if at all, in the beginning and just focus on short-form content. So I've been doing a little bit of a mix of both. Obviously, long-form content takes longer to produce. Uh, so, you know, like this podcast, maybe trying to chop it up into bits somehow or ew, that sounded disgusting. Uh, Or trying to just make the episode shorter or something. I don't know. I'm kind of still just feeling it out. But anyways, I thought that was a really interesting piece of advice. Something I'm going to take into consideration for sure moving forward um, for a while. And she also suggested that offline networking is a game changer, which I've talked about. Events being awesome. Just being fun to get out of your house and be around other humans, especially if you work from home alone and you don't really have others to talk to or like you know talk to business about and so she echoed that as well and even if it's just messaging someone on linkedin and asking them for just a coffee chat even if you don't leave your house and go to an event in town or like outside somewhere just talking to people although i do have an amendment to something i mentioned i think it was the last episode where I was like, take all the calls and take all the requests to talk to you and go to all the things. However, I'm finding that you also need to protect your time, which I knew of course, and have been very strict about in the past, um, you know, in other jobs. But here I was just kind of letting it rip for a while. And then I was like, oh wait, I still need to do that too. I still need to protect my time in vet calls and make sure it's worth it. And um, even if it's just networking or like, you know, limit them and spread them out over the course of a couple weeks. So, you know, take them. It's awesome. But also maybe vet them and and do the same and protect your time as well. Um, And I talked to another person, shout out Paulina, who echoed this too, where she was like, oh yeah, I I need to protect my time uh, as well. So take that for what it's worth and I do have a sales mentor shout out Kayla Kurtz if you ever hear this she is amazing she's a kick-ass salesperson and has had a lot of awesome roles and she is giving me uh, awesome advice one of which being have some templates that you can use um also sorry to others I mentioned Pauline I'm just not as familiar with your your backgrounds to hype you up as much but um eventually eventually hopefully we'll know each other enough that i can do that off the top of my head but um anyways yeah kayla has has mentioned having a couple of templates for sale stuff for different use cases that you can pull from because i was asking her how much do you customize things versus how much do you templatize it obviously customized things typically work better but it's more work especially if you're doing like a cold pitch and you're doing a little bit of an analysis and putting it into a deck or something or a couple of slides. So how often do you do that kind of stuff? I want to know how often or or how to divide my time doing sales and marketing efforts. Which I've asked a couple of people and they're like, "Oh, I don't usually get the question broken down in that kind of way." But to me, that's like the primary topic kind of on my head right now that I can't figure out as much. I'm constantly questioning if I'm doing it right. So having templates and then maybe saving like, you know, three, four, five, six slides to customize and even having some of those ready to go. Like, um, you know, if you're having a template that you're using um, to pitch someone at some point in the sales process, having a B2B version, having a D2C version, having different industry versions, and then you can just grab those, put them in, and that way it's a little bit more customized uh, but I love this approach because I think it's a good blend of of both worlds. So I'm going to try that. Try and make some more templates. I have not been very good about creating sales assets so far. I think I've been procrastinating it and avoiding it a little bit. Um, I don't know. I can do it, but I, for some reason that's just the case. So I'm trying to get better about that. Uh, and then another well, a series of more uh, advice pieces. Shout out Ben LeBay, also a kick-ass person in the industry, uh, gave me uh, the suggestion to create a few pipelines. This is for like marketing content because also I have lots of ideas. And I think one of the biggest things in content production is being consistent, which like I said, I was late on this, so not great. (laughs) Um, But posting on LinkedIn, I'm doing pretty good with that. Trying to get content collaborations, been trying to be consistent with that. Um, But have a few pipelines, maybe try them out like I'm doing all at first, see what works, see what gets the most traction. And then I think, you know, ultimately paring it down to just a couple that you consistently rely on and and you are consistently producing and putting things out on time uh, was good. And then also, he suggested having your kind of core set of marketing efforts that you do on a regular basis that you know you can count on and then having a set of bets so to speak that you try out so maybe it is the it is the new ideas that you have that you aren't super sure about or um, you know some other things that you paused in the past and bring them back but having some that you play with um, but but kind of being strategic about it and not spending too much time on things that you don't know if they will work. And so having the core set in the bets, I loved that. And then habit stacking he mentioned as well. So I know I have a couple of books in my stack that I need to read and <laughs> do a little bit more reading these days. Uh, but I'm I'm I don't know if it came from one of those books, but if I had to guess, maybe. But anyways, habit stacking which uh made a lot of sense to me and i was like oh yeah i should do that where things that work double down on those uh and you know have some really good habits and once you stack those on top of each other you're probably gonna be in a pretty good place better than if you were just going will and nilly at stuff so um yeah and then the last thing that i wanted to bring up today is around. How do I word it? Like feminism in business in the workplace. So I'm super passionate about being a woman in business and helping others and um, trying to help everyone be more successful and in this endeavor of building Chirpy, I wanted to be very intentional about it being honest and transparent and authentic and part of that for me... Is talking about being a female in business and things that I struggle with or come across or things that I have struggled with in the past and I'm maybe handling differently now or people that I talk to sharing some of that I don't know just just being open uh, and some of that well here's how I'm thinking about it is some of that off-putting to business is some of that off-putting to potential deals and you might be like well Haley, if it's off-putting to someone, you don't want their business anyways, which makes sense, and I stand behind that sometimes, but then also sometimes I'm like, well, I'm trying to get business, and I, you know, this isn't something that I really want to get in the way, so I don't know, like, how, how do you address that and how you have copy on your website, and like, for example, the story on my about page, like, is that too girly or whatever? Um, how I post on LinkedIn how much cursing is acceptable another big part of chirpy is I wanted to say what I wanted when I wanted to how I wanted to and to not be told by anyone um, you know that I can't and that no we don't do it that way we do it this way if I had something better or something that was more authentic to me so just where is the line does anyone have a good articulation of that or suggestions um, around this and feel like I'm articulating it poorly right now. But uh, anyways, this has been on my mind as well. So that's this week's episode of Busy Memoir. Subscribe, stay tuned, comment, like, all the things. And also check out mytribu.com for my new offer. I threw out a heuristic analysis of two pages of your choice on any website for 200 bucks. I'll turn it around to you in 24 hours or less, probably less, business day. Uh, of course but i drop screenshots of the two pages in figma mark it up with my comments and send that right back to you for immediate things that you can implement and think about so check out my offer it's ecom style testing this out as well for some other ideas that i have for the future and stay tuned for the next episode see ya